On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we're talking The Irishman, Nick Breaks a Chair, and some crazy stories from Thomas. Enjoy the show. I just hope my wire fighting team is ready! Well, no, I don't want them again. Another yard. You bitch! All night! I'm so not a raper! What's up, guys? Welcome into Movie Stalkers, episode six. I'm Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Yo. Cody. This is Cody. And Nick. Hey. What up? What's up, man? Long long time no see, guys. It's been about 12 hours, or 24 hours. Jesus. I know what I'm doing. Uh, Possibly 12. Possibly Nick, 12. Nick, yes. I've been meaning to ask you, about how many spare chairs do you keep in your room? <laughs> <laughs> On average? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, do you own stock in these at like Costco or what? Hey, man, this chair is is, is done me well for a while. Okay. I would like to. I point was more out, concerned I about it out earlier, but I pointed out earlier, but now that we're recording, I want to point out that we ended the podcast last yesterday with saying that Nick is fat, and then he sat down on his chair and it broke right when he sat down <laughs> to start recording. All right, I, it didn't necessarily break. It just I made some enhancements. When I sat down. <laughs> to what? To the ground? You just took no, the top part now off I can, on the pole. Now I can lean backwards just fine. <laughs> now I can go all the way back to the ground if I wanted to. So it's more of a lowrider chair now. Um, I'm going to start a, a Reddit thread about it, so you're welcome to add anything there. It's going to um, actually be trending on Twitter later. Brad, I'll, I'll even include um, a video of the hydraulics that I have in this. I can go up and down in my chair. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I figured that you would probably be a big fan of that. How hard, <laughs> how hard did you sit down? Like, how fast did you sit down? Well, I mean, let's be real, okay? I, I just got uh, into my chair from an extremely intense game of Call of Duty in which I dominated. So well, it was, you know how superheroes kind of jump and do, they do that like superhero slam when they jump into the ground like Iron Man? <laughs> That's basically what I did with my ass when I got into this chair. The like you have that little like kind of like it. little broken piece of concrete underneath me. I guarantee if I lift up this carpet right now, there's cracks everywhere. <laughs> so you uh went Hulk on the chair is what you're saying. Uh <laughs> yes. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Nick and Brad, what are your guys' uh thoughts over under for four dicks for Thomas's next shift? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, uh, what day is it? I would imagine yeah. the, the colder it is. I mean, so it's not based on how many dicks come in. Just keep that in mind. It's just how many dicks I, are currently there. I'll say under four dicks. You're going to take the under? I'm thinking Tom's going to hit about Are we three talking dicks. about dicks that I'm touching or just seeing? Touching. Uh, touching. Touching under four for sure. Under? Fuck okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's what you think when you're at work. You're like, damn, Thomas must be touching some dick right now. Yeah, I'm just. Is there anything else to think sheet. about? I'm gonna say. Well, how about this? How about this? Let's make it more interesting. Let's do over the next week, seven days. No, I can't. I can't remember that many shit. That many dicks. <laughs> I need to know how. Yeah, are you actually gonna count? What? That's the worst yeah. part. You're like, oh, I'm time like a dick. this. You're like, I'm yeah, touching you a dick. Keep, <laughs> you have to keep right. track of it. He's gonna go in tomorrow and be like, hey, um, you guys got any dicks to touch? I've got a. <laughs> 
I've got a bet with the boys. Trying to set a record. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to. Hey, Hey, Thomas, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing my regular ship dick charting. Just taking (laughs) the over. (laughs) Anyone got any dick work? Go ahead and uh, call me in. I'll help you out. I'm sure if you say that one time, like the rest of your life at that hospital uh, will not only be ruined, but you'll probably also uh, get to touch a lot of dicks because they'll be like, oh, Thomas is great at it. He does it all the time. They find this. I've seen a lot of people touch dicks. He is. He's he's skilled at it. <laughs> no one handles a dick the way Thomas handles a dick. Yeah, yeah my nurse just got naturally warm hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> they actually run cold, which is I think what helps. Oh, oh. It, it helps stiffen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of talked it, about this. Last it does like a little, you know, like a little, like a turtle kind of. You know, it goes in a little bit, then it comes back out. It's like That's cold. A, oh, friendly. Oh. You're going to make me throw up. I love how we started the pod with just immediately talking about dicks. We got uh, maybe three uh, minutes in before I couldn't help Tom it. just wanted, or Cody, yeah, wanted to bring it up. He's been I got a lot of time to myself, Touching dude. dicks, dude. That's even worse. How is that worse? If anything, that's better. Just sit around like... and draw pictures of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no dick-shaped foods. Even I thought it was fucking crazy. Imagine what other people... shaped like dicks, the best kind. <laughs> Oh, one time, shit. one time in in college at Chico, Ryan went back. Ryan said, uh, went back to this girl's uh, dorm with her, and like they hooked up. And it's like four in the morning. He can't really sleep, so he draws a picture, like a really fucking good one. He took a picture, but he drew a picture of a penis laying against a tree, and was like, "Sorry for leaving. Here's a picture of my dick," <laughs> and left it on the counter and just goes. <laughs> Jeez. Shout out Ryan Seidel, that's a legendary move right there. Oh, that's fucking great. So what does that mean, Brad? You said Wonder Woman and and Black Widow, what, is it like trailers that are coming out? No, their trailers dropped tonight, because it's Monday night. They already announced, like, earlier in the week that both their trailers would be dropping. Did you guys like the first Wonder Woman? Yes. I liked watching Gal Gadot. Gadot? Godot, Godot, whatever. Uh, she's not ugly. Get it? No. Yeah, she I really... is way too skinny, though. We can all agree on that. You think so? Like currently, or? Yeah, I was just talking to her the other day, and I was like, "Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> that you bitch is blind little... as a bat." Nick, that wasn't Gal. That was Cody's mom. I you keep forgetting. <laughs> she had cranberry uh, sauce on. Cranberry. Mmm. <laughs> Cranberry sauce is my least favorite. But yeah, I'm excited for the new Wonder Woman. Looks cool. I don't have any complaints about the first one. Yeah, I like Kristen Wiig too, and she's supposed to be like the bad or the villain in it. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That immediately brought it down in value. Really? Is this? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Is this Wonder Woman? Are you thinking of Kristen Uh, Stewart, Nick? No, the blonde skinny chick from SNL. She's really not that funny. Pedro Pascal's going to be in it, too. Where's he from? Uh, the Mandalorian. Didn't Uh-oh. we build a wall? Aren't we building a wall right now between us and Mexico <laughs> so we don't let people like that come in? Fucking <laughs> 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 It's not, finished. It's not finished yet, Nick. It's like a work in progress, okay? Got it. I just yet. thought that, you know, with all these Americans not having any jobs and not being employed, that, you know, there's there should be something for everyone. You know what I mean, Brad? I think you were the one talking to me about that before. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like Lowe's? I also remember Brad voicing his opinion about that. 
Hey, what Tom, the... Th- what's that joke you wrote down for the episode <laughs> yesterday? The racist so... one? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, the good one. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's the one about women's rights. That's oh, is joke. that the whole joke? That's yeah. The <laughs> There's no punchline for that. We just lost all of our followers, so um, I guess we can just go ahead and start a new podcast. Yeah. Well, if you can't take a joke, you're at the wrong podcast. Yeah. So, Brad, speaking of jokes, Yo. the Niners lost yesterday, huh? Hey, thanks, Nick. Yeah. We what did. a joke. But yeah, we lost by a field goal to the Ravens. It was a fun game, though. It was, it was actually a very super good game. Super rainy. The first half was awesome, and the second half was boring as shit. Yeah, I agree. It's a good game. All right, Tom, I've got to hear one of your stories. you just got to break out a story of yours, like about the time you like broke your rib or something. Go okay. ahead, Tom. Is this the part where Nick trolls me? No, go ahead. No, oh. he's running away from the I Raiders. was talking to this girl like right when I first got to Reno, and that was the one like I told you where she like sent me like a ton of photos. And it was just like oh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was like I'm not, I'm not like a slutter, that type of girl. I think like 24 hours later, I get like 12 nudes from her, and that, that, was, the, that was the chick that like she and had a traumatic hours. brain injury, so she like didn't remember who I was <laughs> the second time shit. we hung out. And I was like, this is the perfect girl, because <laughs> I would just go over and bang her and then leave, and then like she would always text me her address, and I'd be like, I've been to your house before, I know how to get there, and she'd be like, oh, I can't remember, sorry, and I'd be like, cool. This can't. This can't be true. Deleting this whole part. <laughs> no way. It just There's reminds no me of. It reminds me of like Han- like the movie Hannibal, where he's like making that guy eat his brain. Like Tom goes over there, and she's just got like her. She probably currently has a tr- brain injury that Thomas is like, yeah, you should get that checked. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hopefully, she never listens to this podcast. So she she'll probably just <laughs> if I never told her talk to you again. He wouldn't remember too. <laughs> You know how, like, at the end of Fifty First Dates, where he, he has the like uh, wife put in the videotape at the end, and it like tells her about her day. You could just do that with this podcast. Like, like at the when you leave, you're like, "Hey, listen to this podcast every time you leave," so that she realizes who she is, realizes what you've done to her, and what you said about her. Oh, see what she said. Whoa, just like how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> how did I get here? Whoa! Uh, there's how, your there's your story, Nick. I appreciate how that. Did Thank she you. get there? Uh, Bond 25, uh, first things I'd like to say about it is I can't wait. I've got, I've seen every single Bond movie ever. I used to watch Ooh. them with my dad. I'm really nice. excited. Was the, that was the first thing, so what else? Uh, the second thing was that I was really excited. I kind of <laughs> left it there at the very end. Of the is it actually, um, is it the 25th James Bond movie? It's not even called Bond 25. It's, it's called No Time 20, to Die, right? I don't think it's been 25 Bond movies. Could be crazy. I think it's been less than twenty-five. I thought it's twenty-five. No, it's called No Time to Die. There's been twenty-six Bond movies. Get fucked. Oh, what's like the first hour? I'm looking at the official site right here. What's official? I'm looking at all the movies. I can name them all. Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia sounds pretty accurate. Double O Seven dot com. Says. There's been 26. I just counted. Yeah, that's that's funny how this is Bond 25. So I wonder what one that they don't count. Or I guess there's two of them that don't count technically, because it's really? going to be the 27th movie. Yeah, that's crazy. On 007.com, it says the 25th. 
don't whatever you do, don't go to 008.com. It's just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> Can't confirm. And guaranteed right now, Cody's typing in 008.com. <laughs> Cody, Dude, can I, you... got, I got it pulled up on my phone and my Cody's laptop got, right now. Cody's got meatspin.com on his. Every time he like goes to his browser, his homepage is meatspin. <laughs> hey, out of the um the newer Bond movies with Daniel Craig, which one do you guys like the most? All of them. I love Casino uh, Royale. was great. Whichever one that he goes to that cabin. Um... Spectre? At the end, was that Spectre? At the very end, where he's like, "No, you're probably thinking about the cabin on the other side of the lake." I'm talking about the cabin at the end of the movie, and that's where the movie kind of ends. Um, they go to like this. I think it's Quantum of no Quantum of Solace is where they where go to the Quantum of Solace was the where he has the double barrel shotgun, Cody. Uh, I mean, well, Nick. Nick. Uh, yeah. but yeah, so maybe you're right. Yeah, that's Spectre. So, oh, Spectre's not. Yeah, Spectre's. Yeah. I'm thinking. I don't. Uh, I Sky... honestly don't. I don't think it's Spectre either, because Skyfall. Mm, that's what it is. It's Skyfall. It's Skyfall. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Skyfall. How many mm-hmm. ones are there, dude? What was the first one that I he's think been that's the in? One I've seen Casino Royale. He's been in four: Casino Royale, four? Quantum yeah. of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. I haven't seen the other ones. You They're haven't? Great. What the fuck's wrong with you? Cody? Negative, Commander. He's been You're spending his a... time on Meat Spin, dude. Yeah, I never you can't of watch. Spin. You can't watch twenty-five James Bond movies when you're. Hey, twenty-five. I've never been a big spy movie fan. Cody doesn't like spy movies or racing movies or scary movies. No, I love scary movies. Cody, how many genders are there? Um, I'm not scared. Let me ask. (laughs) If you ask a gender reassignment surgeon, there's two. Surgeon. Is that what you're going to say? Like a magician? That's what I was about to say. Surgeon. Do you think, <laughs> do you think I if I already have a dick, but I wanted another one, they do it? Since like people that don't have a dick already get one? That's and I'm plastic like, well, surgery. I'd want to get a spare wiener. Well, you're going to have to find someone that doesn't want theirs. I could find a, a person no, that wants to be a male, his, female. He can use his big toe. His thumb, I was going to say. I mean, it would be about the same size as mine currently right now, so... You, know. you have two big toes. That'd like, when it's cold or when it's normal? Yes, both. <laughs> and the best part is, if you got a toe up there, it's like a thumb, so you could, like, potentially pick things up. Jesus. I would have impossible thumb wiener. For sure, right. dude. If you placed it right, you could use it as, like, a kickstand for your phone Like or a claw. Wait. Yeah, oh, I was asking idea. about um, the temperature. Oh. Does your guys dick change size ever? <laughs> Wait, what? No, mine just stays you the same. You've been this whole time. My dick's supposed to be changing size. <laughs> temperature. <laughs> I always thought I just had two raisins and a baby carrot. <laughs> took us five episodes. Took us five episodes to start talking about dicks for like twenty minutes straight. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> The best part is I don't think I've laughed in a week. <laughs> is there any other things you guys wanted to talk about? Um, I watched a documentary on YouTube about the Silk Road, and it was fucking fascinating. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. If you guys get bored and want something to watch, check it out. It's on it YouTube? Called... Hashtag yeah, Dark called... Web. I'll watch it's it. It's called The Dark Side of the Silk Road. And it was, uh... <clears throat> Will you send me a link to what's, it? What's, what's it about, Cody? Yeah, the the Dark Web. About, it really? it's about the, the, the guy that made the best fucking uh, uh, like black market on the planet. 
So we made an Amazon, but for anything, and it was on the dark web. Um, and there's like $1.2 billion worth of drugs and random shit went through it, like fake IDs like, can, and fake passports. Can, will you send me the shit. link for it? Drugs. Money. Yeah, I'll, I'll send oh, a little correction. The Wonder Woman trailer doesn't drop till Sunday. God well, damn it. Thanks. Well, Sorry. here we are just spreading fake news. Trump <laughs> definitely wouldn't be listening to our podcast right now. He's already turned it off. He said fake news the second the second we talked about Wonder Woman. We, we, we brought him in with talking about the wall, and then we just shoot him down. I know. I He's all, I'm here for this dick talk, and then he heard yeah. that fake. Hey, who's that dick right there? <laughs> hey, who's that guy right there? Uh, Parasite is going, like, crazy as far as, like, kind of everyone in, like, the movie industry talking about it. Is it still in theaters or no? So it is. It's just like in select theaters. And I was thinking about like just driving 30 miles to see it. I've already selected all the theaters I go to. Not selecting anymore. Um, This one podcast I listen to where they're pretty like, you know, up and down on movies. They rate them 1 to 100. They've never like given a movie 100. And two of them gave the movie 100. So are you trying to say that you wouldn't make it on that podcast because you give everything a 100? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. No, but it's getting really good reviews, and it looks really cool. The only thing is it's in subtitles, but that doesn't really bother me. It's okay. What's it? Is it Mandarin? Because I speak that. I can just watch the movie without the subtitles. Really? Do you not know? Yeah. If you want, I'll just we can watch it together, and I'll just like say to you what they're what I'm they're sure doing. I'm sure you I would can act fuck with me the whole time. <laughs> no, I'll speak it right now. You want me to speak it right now? Yeah, say hello. Uh, my name's Nick. How are you, okay. Brad? Let me open up uh, Google Translate real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's in seconds. Korean too. Stop, man. Oh well, then I had no chance. So the Irishman. Yeah, let's get into it. So, Irishman, directed by Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. A Netflix movie with a runtime of three and a half hours. It's a long movie. I forgot how long it was. Yeah. Uh, Let's hit it off like we normally do with Cody. Yeah, fucking Cody. Aw, man. Um, I can go first if you want, Cody. Yeah, Nick, go go for it. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is I'm so stoked for Joe Pesci. And the reason I say that is because in like every freaking mafia movie, he's like always the underling. So the fact that he actually gets a role in which he's like one of the top guys is awesome. I, I love that he was finally like superseded over uh, uh, Robert De Niro because it's always the other way around. And so, and I think he absolutely killed his role. I think all three of the major actors killed the roles, right? Uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci. Like, they absolutely massacred it. It was so good. Um, they did such a great job. They kill every mafia movie that comes on board, of course, because that's, that's kind of like what they've gotten famous from. Obviously, De Niro has gotten famous from other things as well. But, uh, I mean, Joe Pesci in particular and Al Pacino are definitely kind of the gangster movie style that made them famous. So it was cool to see them all in the same movie together. Um, I, I actually just watched uh, uh, a quick kind of review as well on The Irishman, and they were mentioning that um, 
you know, Heat, when Heat came on and it had a couple of these actors in it, it you know, they were like, I want to see it just because it has those actors in it. And it was, you know, obviously good because it was same same type of lines of, you know, mafia or gangster style movie. So um, regardless, uh, that made it, the movie really special. I, I really enjoy uh, enjoyed Casino uh, when I was a kid and Goodfellas. So it was cool to see that kind of branch off and them to lay the torch uh, for hopefully future movies in the gangster kind of platform with this movie because obviously you know De- I think it was kind of De Niro's sign off of like this is my final gangster movie ever I felt like you could see that in his eyes um, throughout the entire movie so um, yeah I really enjoyed it those are uh, my initial thoughts but uh, uh, yeah really really great movie all in all very very long took me two sessions to go through the whole thing but uh, still enjoyed it hit it Cody Thomas or I'll go. Yeah. Um, I really liked the movie. I watched it um, for a second time this morning. Uh, I spoke up super early. The only thing that threw me off is I didn't really hear any Irish accents. So it kind of was like, I was like, this is the Irishman. And I didn't hear an Irish accent the whole time. Little, little weird. Um, but <clears throat> no, I was in, I honestly, after the first time I watched it, I didn't even know it was based on a true story. And that's like kind of when, if you look at the fun facts we can go over later like i look i went online and actually googled it and was checking out everything and i thought it was i thought it was cool and also the same thing with you nick uh for joe pesci like i was like i, I was like oh my god that's the dude from home alone and i was like and he's actually a badass in this movie and also he looks old as shit him and robert de niro are actually the same yep. age they're both they're both 76 so like Damn. And the movie like throws you off because they did a really good job with making everyone look young and they did a really good job like making them look like they were dying at the end. <laughs> yeah, super mm-hmm. old. Yeah, like when Joe Pesci is in the, you know, he's he's in that wheelchair at the at the jail and he can like barely like even eat his food. But no, yeah, I, really I, I liked I liked I liked the movie. Um I didn't think I would watch it a second time, but I did, but now that I've watched it a second time, I don't know if I'll watch that anytime soon. Um, but I liked it. I always love a good, a good like crime slash mafia slash just gang, 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 gang banger movie. Gang, gang. Yeah, I uh, I'll go ahead. I fucking loved this movie, dude. It was really long. It took me nice. actually three sittings. I finished the last like forty five minutes of it um, tonight before this podcast, which in my opinion was the best part of the movie. Uh, the whole movie kind of built up, and you know he finally catches his break and becomes this super badass but in the end he had like lost everything and you just like watch him try to like reconcile and that scene when he's sitting with the priest and when he's talking with uh not his daughter peggy but his other daughter and it almost felt to me like he was trying to make uh i don't know like get reparations from them but it was things that he had to do himself like you know what i mean like trying to reconcile and it's like yeah not make up for lost time but more like get get forgiveness from them kind of yeah exactly thinking that like it would you know absolve him of his sins because he felt really bad when he like fucking killed jimmy hoffa spoiler alert it you could tell and i thought that was really well done the way that they showed that and kind of a different flavor of mafia movie for me really good great movie i agree with nick the acting was uh incredible jimmy hoffa's character was a little over the top for me sometimes his dialogue just kind of seemed erratic and it was a little bit hard for me to follow not not trying to cut you off cody but apparently that's what he was like in real life when i was reading about it is that he oh was, really yeah and like they were like yeah you need to be like overly dramatic and like kind of obnoxious got it okay yeah but it's good robert de niro is 
It's awesome, man. I really enjoyed, sorry that I cut you off, but something that I just remembered was I really enjoyed that every time they brought in a new person in the scene, it showed how they died. And every single one was an absolutely brutal death. Like, it was very rare that the death was, like, natural causes. (laughs) There was, like, one of natural causes. And yeah, the rest, the rest... Like, shot in the face three times. Right, like, oh. it was like shot in the head eight times outside of apartment building or some shit. You're like, oh right. Jesus, which is such a brutal way. And like that's how all the hits went down in the movie, kind of too. They just like came up real quickly and just like one, two, three with a small mm-hmm. little handgun and then just walked away. And then yeah, threw the so handgun in, the, in that lake or whatever. Yeah. It did like a good job of like pointing out like that lifestyle that they all lived. Like there wasn't really a happy ending for any of them. Because yeah, it's like everyone involved, shot in the head, bomb under his deck, blew up, killed him. It's like every single person. Like blew up died. by a nail bomb or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I mean, yeah, the mafia was no place to no place to be. And there's there was clearly a lot of double crossing as well, right? Like that guy was clearly knew um when they brought uh De Niro in and they're like, Hey, like you tried to blow up a laundromat, tell us about it. And he's like, I have interest in that laundromat. Like there's a lot of just like little yeah. things like that that were double crossing or people trying to get on to top or be the number one guy and they did it through subtle things like that. Um right. so yeah that was interesting to see as well. This fucking kick ass movie dude. Yeah, that's good. Uh yeah, I really liked it. I um Watched it on my, fr- whatever Friday, on Saturday when I got off work. And I kind of figured I'd watch like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. And I ended up just watching the whole movie in one sitting. It was a really like enjoyable movie. For me, it didn't feel super long. It was definitely long. But no, I thought it was a really just like on a good movie. And I liked all the actors. I really liked Joe Pesci. Just getting to see Al Pacino say cocksucker motherfucker one more time was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times I'll rewatch it because it is a long watch. I'll definitely watch it, you know, a few more times, but it's not like The Departed where it's something I'll, you know, rewatch anytime it's on. I was mm. going to say that you, because you and I liked The Departed so much, I was like, that's the one, like, gang movie I can watch over and over and over again is The Departed. Yeah. Departed is one of my favorite movies. Departed. Actually, oh, yeah. legit in my top ten. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about with uh, The Irishman, like a three and a half hour long movie. There's got to be so much footage or so many scenes that they didn't use. Like, that's <laughs> so, why it took 12 years to make. <laughs> yeah, you saying that, like, I was thinking about that today, just editing our podcast from yesterday, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of like audio, just like cutting down a little bit. And I was just like, "Jeez, like a three and a half hour movie. How much editing is that? That's like, it's probably about ten times the amount, dude. They probably had like probably a, it's probably a couple of film it's probably that like they cut in, down. Yeah. in man hours. It's probably a couple years. <clears throat> like I know well, my old roommate from Chico, Jordan. He works for Skywalker Ranch and Skywalker Studios. And like when he did Jurassic Park, he said he watched that movie like seventy eight times to do editing and stuff. So he like didn't like the movie once it came out. He's like, I've seen it almost a hundred times. Yeah. But all I can imagine... say is all the Star Wars movies have gone downhill since he started working there, so I'll let him know. <laughs> That's yeah. his fault. I mean can... he, he clearly he is... was a part part of it, so I mean he is he is Jewish. Jewish, so Yikes. He's stuck to the dinosaurs. 
Um, what did you guys think about the de-aging? I loved it. I was just talking to Cody about that before. The de-aging stuff was good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. The only spot where it didn't work was Robert De Niro can't move around like a younger person. So like in some of the... Like when he goes to beat up the store manager. Yes, exactly. And 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 you're like, like, what did you do? (laughs) He's running like a skeleton. Yeah, right. I didn't. I was like, "There's no way, dude." <laughs> yeah, bullshit. He's definitely. You could tell that he's. Yeah, absolutely. Like a hundred years old. That and then like, you also just even with the de aging, you're like, this dude's still like what mid fifties, like, and he's like still this low on the totem pole. Like, <laughs> yeah. the de aging only aged him, or uh, you know, only get brought him back a little bit. He still looks old as shit. I liked how the beginning too. It was just him like selling a you know, some sides of beef, like, on the side to make a little bit of money. That's kind of how he got into his whole thing. Yeah. And then uh, I heard that he also paints houses. He does them from time to time. That's, That's apparently great. the name of the book that the movie's based off of. Yep. Oh, is that why it came up in big, bold letters or whatever, too? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I yeah, heard was... you paint But they houses. did. they did say the line in it when he gets that phone call, and they're like, I heard you paint houses. Yeah, what did he like, say? Yeah, like time, I do carpets. Yeah, from time too? to time. <laughs> yeah, apparently yeah, in like his that. apparently in his career uh, outside the war, uh, he killed. He thinks twenty five to thirty. Doesn't remember exactly how many. Which I don't know. And like when I was reading up on it and stuff and trying to see what was true and what wasn't, is they said that maybe like because he did tell a lot of what happened near the end of his life. And some people were skeptical, thinking that basically it was him trying to, like, solidify his legacy and, like, kind of maybe telling some white lies so people, he'd go down as more of a badass. And, like, because the first thing I thought was, I was like, if I killed 20, like, you know, if I killed 25 people, I would remember if I killed 25 or 30. Like, I know how many girls I've had sex with. So, like, if, in, like, killing someone would be way more intense. So, like, I, I think I would be like, yeah, I've killed 27 people. And I've pretty sure i'd remember all of them but i don't know maybe he was just that messed up in the head where he could literally shoot someone and be like i don't even care who that is did dexter know how many people he killed well he kept blood samples of it yes he did i guess you're right he knew exactly the amount because he was a fucking creep Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's a good movie definitely recommend yeah. it you guys are gonna love my score when we get to that part i loved when he went dual pistols on the on joe <laughs> yeah so, is that, that was so sick? Was that the guy at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. So that scene was so cool. The way he they like dropped him off, and then he like walks into the re- it was like almost like a one track in a way because mm-hmm. they just followed him the whole time. And the like movie had a really like gritty feel to the way it was shot. Like it, it was shot well, but it almost didn't look like it was shot in like today's cameras. It had mm-hmm. like a kind of old look to the film. The score. Um, for the Irishman was amazing, dude. That recurring, like, kind of classic, like, low jazz gangstery yeah. music, you know, like the twenties, like bootlegger, burner, burner, that kind of shit was just mm-hmm. all throughout the movie. And I, every time it came on, I just loved it, especially when it was over De Niro or uh, Sheeran monologuing. <laughs> yeah. So good. Did you guys know what was going to happen in the third act? Nope. No, not at all. I didn't either. Like, I, I knew had... it was going to end with him being older because it would kind of. Uh... Well, even before that, when, like, spoiler alert, you know, they go to kill him. Like, I had no idea, like, who in the car was on whose side. 
and he how he made the one guy sit in front of him because he's usually the guy that would choke the people out and i just didn't know like if jesse plemons was on his side or oh i didn't even realize that that's a good point because he made him sit in front because he's the dude that was wondering the significance of that was yeah and so it kind of threw me off i was like who's like killing who bugsy sal the guy with the glasses that uh, yeah that's right yeah questioning him about the fish yeah yeah, that, that, that fish was, part was weird too. It's got to be symbolic of something. Some well, because I, the movie. I think so. I think that guy thought he was gonna kill Robert De Niro because that's what he always did. He sat behind and you know would put the wire over their neck and kill him. Mm, right. And I, I don't know. I think there was almost like conflicting like parties, like as far as what was gonna happen going on. Oh no, it was a. And then later they shoot that guy in the face, and it turns out they actually didn't need to kill him <laughs> yeah fucking poor guy like oh Dude, he did you know, tell somebody back to that that car scene uh when, when jimmy hoffa's skeptical of getting in the car because obviously he feels like he's probably going to get hit because the, the situation got changed with their meeting and everything yeah and then he gets in the car and he's he's like you got your piece he's like yeah i got my piece and then he tells him good because i don't trust any of these people uh whether or not russell is there and it's just like you could see the look on sheeran's face when he said that he's like oh like you're placing your trust in russell Whereas I, where I'm the one that's like fucking you over because <laughs> they like they put it on me to make sure that you were uh, comfortable with getting in the car. I don't know, <laughs> that that scene, that specific part right there, just hit me. It was crazy how his daughter freaking hated uh, Russell too. Mm. Oh yeah, she did not like Russell at all. Like that scene where she's dancing with Jimmy and she's just like mean mugging Russell the whole time. And how would you feel if your dad was a crime boss? It'd be very conflicted. <laughs> or when he takes her to the shop at the beginning and he beats the shit out of the shop guy, <laughs> like right in front of her, and then like breaks his hand like five different times. That scene, I really enjoyed the way it was shot. You could tell those windows were fake, which was really cool. Like when he fell through <laughs> yeah. it. And then like not only that, but that was a, a prime moment where you could see the age of De Niro. Because like he, yeah. the guy was like flying all over the screen. And like De Niro like laid like two hands on him. Like he barely even touched him. <laughs> the dude like flew out of the door and like that, somehow onto the side of the curb. Yeah. That was like, the I get scene it. This is like, more of a play. <laughs> I was like, eh, eh. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've it, seen a girl. I've seen a girl fake an orgasm, and I've seen Robert De Niro fake a fight. Now, some of the times too, <laughs> when he's throwing the gun into the river or lake, there's one throw where I swear he only gets it about ten feet out <laughs> at the at the <laughs> lake like, at the lake. Some yeah. kid's gonna find that really yeah. soon. <laughs> this should work. Whatever. Sure not, do you pal. think? Uh, how many chairs do you think Fat Tony broke in his lifetime? Not more than Nick. Are we going over or under Nick? <laughs> oh, under. I bet my life under? savings on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he seemed to, he didn't break any chairs in the movie, so I assumed you know he didn't really break that many. Yeah. Did you guys uh like Ray Romano? Oh yeah, Bill Buffalo. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like how he funny. fit in. Actually, it's funny because he's Greek. Um, so he's not really. A, I don't think he's really Italian. I think he's more on the Greek side. So. It's right. funny how all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, Ram- he's got a Romano last name, so he's got to be Italian. What's funny is uh, I thought uh, Bobby Cannavale, is that his name? He looks like yep. uh, Ray Romano's brother from the show. And I was like, oh, it's his brother. And then I had to like look it up. I'm like, oh, it's not. I love his brother. And all, uh, all about yeah, him. he's super funny. The he's... cop. 
Speaking of Bobby Cannavale and gangster movies, have you guys watched HBO's Boardwalk Empire? I've seen the first season. Um, it's pretty I good. Watched, yeah, I watched one episode, and I thought it was really good, actually. Yeah, highly recommended. I watched all of it uh, like two or three times. And he's the bad guy in season three, and he plays just like this ruthless fucking gangster dude. It's so good. Even if you don't watch all of it, just watch season three. You've watched it how many times? Probably like two times. Is there anything else we want to add on the movie, or do we want to go to grades? That's about it. Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons, good again. I think good in anything he does lately. Well, what about the ending? We're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Let's get sad for a moment. Go ahead, Tom, since you want to talk about it so bad. Well, I, I do, because it was, it was good. So uh, for the, those of you guys that haven't watched the movie yet, but at, basically at the end, it is kind of like the red wedding of the movie where everyone just gets really old and they all like go to prison. They're all buddies and stuff, but it just like everyone starts dying. And like, there's a part where Robert, where Robert De Niro's character, you know, he's talking to the feds and he's like, he's like, call my lawyer. And they're like, he's dead. They're like, How? he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, he died two years ago from cancer. And you're like, Oh, but um, the thing that I like, it was sad because like the end of life and everything, and I felt really bad for Robert De Niro because, like, at the very end, like, his only friend is, like, the priest that he's trying to talk to. And, like, clearly, like, doesn't want to be left alone. There was, like, two parts that kind of stood out to me. Is one where he, like, tells him not to close the door all the way because I think he just felt super lonely. But the other thing that, I don't know if it was meant to come off as like that or if it was, wasn't, I don't know, was just um, that it kind of felt that at the end of all of it, there wasn't really a purpose for any of it. Like he didn't like he lived his life like anyone else. So like, did he really need to do all that killing? Like he ended up in the same exact spot that everyone else he killed and everything everyone else did. Like he had this crazy life, but at the end he still just got old and died. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He, uh, the theme of being alone was definitely there. You know, when he left, we asked the priest to leave the door open as he was leaving. That was literally how the movie ended. And as it walked out and the camera panned out, I was like, I really hope it ends right here because that would be so fucking badass. And then it did. And I was, like, <laughs> it did. And I was like, I was like, there's no way that's ending right now. Yeah, it, it was so good. So good. I wonder how long it took Scorsese to decide like what the ending shot would be. That's crazy. But yeah, no, it was, the, the ending was, was good, man. He had, uh, I don't know, it felt like he, you could see regret for how he lived out his life. Yeah, I felt like there was like a lot of regret. I The ending, like, for me worked really well it was very sad and i don't know for me like it kind of like hit home a little bit because our grandpa like just passed away not too long ago and he was like living at our house for the last month and just the way they shot it and everything is very like realistic to when old people like who have always been able to take care of themselves like now they can't and they just did a really good job about it and kind of that almost loneliness and then like him saying like can you leave the door open like really like got to me because that's just like a sad thing like not wanting to be alone like when you die and it kind of like plays back to the way he chose to live his life where he like wanted to give his family like a better life and like make the money but there's also part of him that was probably selfish and chose to live that life and because of that you know, most of his family is not there. And you see, and also I think the whole thing with the priest was 
kind of his way of like panicking and like reaching out like just looking for something to like help you know make him feel comfortable that he's gonna die soon it 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 hit home for sure if i could choose who my coffin salesman would be i think action bronson would be pretty high up there on the list that was so funny oh that was such a good like way to bring it back to when because it was so sad I'll do six for you, cash, flat yeah. cash, right he's now. He's negotiating with them. <laughs> he's like, well, who's, who's it for? I like him. He's, he's like, it's for me. For me. Oh, if you don't listen to Action Bronson, check out the song Baby Blue featuring Chance the Rapper. It's fucking amazing. Um, scores, boys? Yeah. Nick, anything on the ending? Uh, yeah, just the fact that it was just a kind of reoccurring theme throughout his life. The one thing that you guys keep mentioning is how sad he was, and the, it takes me back to when he was with Jimmy Hoffa and like his uh, girls at the park or whatever, and like he's like, "Come here," and she like has no interest in like listening to him whatsoever. But she like went right over to Jimmy, and like that was kind of the first time I noticed like, "Wow, this dude's depressing as shit." And then it like like I said, <laughs> it, it like only gets worse uh, throughout the movie. So yeah, uh, and like yeah, he said, he, sorry, um, he said that uh, you know. He was. I was trying to protect you, and it's like the more he did, quote unquote, for his family, it seemed like the more he pushed them away. And it was like he was kind of blind to that. And they're like, "We didn't need you to be any of that to us. You know, we needed you to be a dad, but you missed that part." Yeah. One of the craziest things about the ending was it got me uh, asking myself whether I should actually feel bad for him with all the terrible things that he did and lives that he ruined and families that he ruined. Yeah. But uh, that's that's, that's like any good villain story, right? Like Breaking Bad or you know all those other ones that we exactly. Love. All right, guys, let's hit grades on it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I gave it an 8, a solid 8.0. Would be higher if I had the desire to watch it again, but it was so goddamn long. Uh, It's just like if I was to give it a grade, I'd give it like, you know, a B plus. It was just a really good movie. I enjoyed it from start to finish and the fact that it was that long and I was, I did it in one sitting. So like Cody, I know you said you did it in three, Nick and two, but I was totally content sitting down watching it and, you know, cause I didn't have work the day that I watched it. So I didn't have any, really an excuse or anything, but enjoyed it from start to finish. I liked the action. I liked, really liked how they went through all those different like ages of, you know, when he's supposed to be like 30 or something. And I read that, like when Al Pacino was doing a scene, he's like, I, I, they had to keep telling me. And I, he would ask me, like, how old am I in this scene again? He'd be like, you're 39. And he'd be like, okay. And then he'd be like, how old am I in this scene? Like, you're 70 and like dying, <laughs> getting close to death. And he'd be like, oh, okay. So it was, it was cool. Even though Robert De Niro didn't do so good in that part of the fight, but they definitely had to act. I feel like that's a tricky thing to act out is in one movie you're acting you know over three to four decades of of your of your character aging and everything and you're supposed to be getting smarter and all that and i think those guys all nailed it Uh, i don't really have any complaints about the movie just except that it's too long to rewatch. so yeah i give it eight out of ten you want me to go next do it i'm gonna say eight five uh i liked it a ton it was a really fun movie um, my one thing would be I don't know how many times I'll rewatch it. Some of the twists, like once you know what happens, it's not going to hit as hard the next time. Um, 
It's a really good movie. I mean, I would tell anyone, go watch it. And it's definitely funny when people are like, how long is it? And it's like, okay, you will sit there and watch Friends for 10 hours straight, but you're complaining about a three and a half hour movie. Like, come on, you can watch it. Get him, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, cool to have back-to-back good movies with this and Ford vs. Ferrari. Probably the two best movies we reviewed back-to-back, so easy watches. I saved all the good movies for the end of the year. I will uh, go next. I give it an 8.5 out of 10 as well. Uh, it was amazing. Great movie. I will rewatch it. Probably not soon because I don't have that kind of time, but um, there's just so many details and so many little things that I feel like built up throughout the movie that I'm going to really enjoy going back through and watching and remembering how the movie ends and the only thing I didn't like about the movie was the de-aging. It kind of threw me out of it a lot. Like, I would just stare at Robert De Niro's face and uh, kind of took me out of the movie, like, every time. So that's why it doesn't get higher than an 8.5. But as far as gangster movies go, as far as Scorsese movies go, as far as long movies go, uh, one of the best. Yeah, it brings up a good point of should movies be longer in general? <clears throat> because I feel like it's difficult to have a three-hour train wreck. Like, sure, they happen every now and then, but I feel like, for the most part, when you have three hours or three and a half hours to go through different parts of a movie, um, you're able to get the entire experience, and um, I think that's where this movie kind of delivers, is if it was anything less than that, you don't get the full gravitational effect at the end of his life being shitty, and you don't get this incredible build-up during the entire uh, uh you know three and a half hours of this movie yeah it doesn't have to be like you know every scene is cut into moving the camera every five seconds and it actually gives you like a chance to sit and think for a second yeah and the the conversations get more fleshed out you know i enjoyed every single conversation between joe pesci and robert de niro it was was like candy yeah so the more the more of that that you get and that's why the movie didn't feel that long um every single scene was good i wasn't bored through any of it okay well i guess that leaves me taxi driver nicholas um i gave it uh just go right out and and say it i guess uh i give this a nine Mm, and mm. the reason i give it a nine is i go back and i think about all the mafia movies i've seen and i think about the fact that i've probably seen goodfellas at least five times Mm -hmm. um and every time i watch it i enjoy it like, I don't think there's a time that I've watched uh, a casino movie or, uh, you know, Goodfellas or Scarface and been like, wow, I've seen this too many times. Or, like, it's every time I'm like, oh, I love this part. Or, oh, this part's coming up and this is going to be epic right here. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, Al Pacino sitting in front of a giant stack of cocaine. Like, how cool is that? You know, just, like, different things like that throughout all of these movies that make them iconic. And I think this delivers <laughs> on that tenfold. Um and so I will definitely watch it again. Uh, I'm sure this will be something I probably watch at least once every couple of years. Um, and uh, yeah, this movie was great. I really enjoyed the entire thing. And I, I think Scorsese says a lot about Scorsese because uh, I feel it like is... every Scorsese movie that comes out, I'm like, wow, this is fire. Like, He's this is such so a good movie. Good. Yeah. What was his last movie? I was going to say, what else has he done? Was it Wolf on Wall Street? Yeah, I think Wolf on Wall Street was his last one. So it's been a while for him then, huh? Uh, what, four years, five years? No, nah, there's got to be one other one here. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. 
he had the Irishman, he did Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, The, the Departed. My favorite movie by him, definitely. I didn't even know he directed it, but favorite movie by him is uh, Shutter Island. Ooh, mm. that's another great one too. That's what I'm saying. So like, it, what he's fire, dude. Every movie he comes out with is so good. But dude, he also gets like top top notch actors. Yeah, I think you just named like 18 Leo DiCaprio movies. Um, and <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, Leo DiCaprio's money and just about every movie he's in. So, well, uh, I mean, look at the roster great. on um, The Departed. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. Right. I mean, he literally every single movie that you just named are all great. Like Scorsese, it's kind of like Steven Spielberg. You know, it's like when you see a big name like that coming up in a movie, it's going to be good. All right, cool. See you guys. Thanks. Yeah, all right. Later. Bye. Bye, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you guys want to say about the movie or anything in general? What's our our movie next week? Uh, Next week, we're doing Knives Out, right? Fuck yeah. Down. And then Cody, are you seeing Frozen? Or Nick, are you seeing uh, Frozen? No, my wife went and saw Frozen without um, you. She went and saw it because we had to record a podcast. So I chose what was more important to me. Um, oh, thanks, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. You Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> there you go. Shout out Shauna if she's listening. When the she listens, does, does she listen? I only know one person that listens. I hope to. no one I know listens. What really? Joanne. Joanne asked me today, like, how come the podcast isn't up? I didn't have anything to listen to. I was like, wow. damn it. Oh, wow. You're She's like, our... damn, we're fired. I want everyone I would... to listen except anyone I know in person. I would say uh, <laughs> Brendan is – Brendan and Joanne are our biggest fans. Now. Brendan's listened to all of our, all of our episodes. Oh, love Brendan. Yeah. Love you, Brendan. Yeah. Mwah. Thanks, Miss man. You. I'm going to text yep. you. <laughs> Do it right meow. I'm going to text Brendan. Knives out. Pinkies up. Get those knives ready. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're Movie Stalkers. Catch us next week. We'll be doing Knives Out. Uh, I'm Brad, Thomas, Cody, Nick. Until then, follow us, listen to us, whatever. Bye. Peace. Bye. Later, nerds.